You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm super excited to be here. Some of you guys know me. I'm Kyle Hart. I am the church's production content director, um, which is just a really fancy way of saying that uh, I work on the website, social media, and a bunch of tech stuff. So, like, see those people in the back right there? We got Joaquin. We got Luke. That's, that's the tech team right there. Those are your high school tech guys. Alex, Kareen, thank you guys. Um, also, shout out to this room being completely full of students with an empty front row. That's incredible. <laughs> Completely empty. Shout out to you guys, empty front row. Um, anyway, I was super excited when Clara asked me if I would go ahead and preach the first week that Eric Holmstrom's back. Um, I felt honored. <laughs> and um, yeah, she told me I was going to do this question of, can Jesus be true for you but not for me? And I was like, oh, that's tough. Um, so this, is, this was like a really tough question, um, and I've... I've wrestled with this one a lot. I've had a lot of friends in the last couple of years uh, either deconstructing their faith, leaving the faith, asking really hard questions. And so this is is stuff I've been walking through with some of my friends for a long time. And so um, you guys ever heard like people say like, oh, well, that's your truth or this is my truth. You guys ever hear that? That's like a pretty common thing I've been hearing now. And um, it's just... It's so interesting to me that, like, people can say, like, oh, well, you can have your truth, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the same truth for me. And so um, one of the ones that I've heard recently that I was just floored, this is a real thing. Have you guys ever heard of the birds aren't real movement? Yeah? Okay. Dude, what the heck? There's a legitimate movement where people think that 50-some years ago the government killed all the birds and made them all surveillance drones. And this has, like, a huge following. This isn't something where it's, like, five people believe it. Like, there's a bunch of people out there that believe it. And it is super wild. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So if I were to say that my truth is that birds are real and someone else were to say, yeah, but my truth is that they're not, something's wrong there, right? So for me, it's so funny because we can't both be right. Someone's got to be wrong in that situation, right? But for something as small as like, you know, I guess if you don't believe in birds, I'm really not gonna try too hard to convince you they're real. I'm just gonna kinda go whatever, dude. Um, But if someone were to tell me that Jesus didn't die on the cross, it starts to get a little bit more like tension, right? It's It's kind of a bigger deal. Not believing in birds probably isn't gonna be the reason you don't make it to heaven. But if you don't believe in Jesus, there's some serious cost on that one. And so um, it's, it's interesting that as Christians, we say Jesus came down as a baby, died on the cross to forgive our sins, and rose three days later. And someone can respond, oh, that's just your truth, and my truth is Jesus didn't do that. So it brings me to like a question here. If two truths conflict, who's right? And so the reality is this, guys. When, when two truths are in direct opposition with each other, someone's wrong. 
Sometimes they're both wrong, but they're not both right. And so I find it really weird that practically every place in our world, we believe in absolute truth. We do it all the time. We look at math, all the formulas in math, they don't change, right? A squared plus B squared is always C squared. Shout out to geometry, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pythagoras, that's right, that's my guy. Uh, and then like in science, pretty much every time I've checked, gravity works, sometimes not in my favor. And then like politically, you guys ever seen a political argument? No one ends it with, well, that's just your truth, man. You keep believing that. It's usually a lot more heated than that. But when it comes to religion, we've become okay with saying, oh, I'm glad you found that truth. This one's mine. And so if we as Christians want to take a look at truth, let's look first right at directly what Jesus says about truth. Let's go right to the source of it. In John 14, 5 through 6, one of Jesus' disciples, Thomas, says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus responds this way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is a bold claim. I don't think I could say that and believe that, right? So to be able to say with authority that I am the truth in a world claiming my truth, your truth, their truth, it's a big deal. And so Jesus is saying that one of the attributes of him is that he is the truth. And so of those three aspects, you know, he is claiming that he's not just the way and the life, but he is the truth. And so I want to look at one more claim from Jesus. In John 8, 58, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, that's a weird sentence. It actually doesn't make sense if you don't understand the translation. So I am, in this case, was the old Hebrew word that they used specifically for God. There was no room, no one else got to use that name. That was just for God. So right here, Jesus is claiming to be God. And he's claiming something that was not taken lightly in this time. This was a big deal to say this. This was a heresy. You can't just say this. And so in verse 59, all the people around him, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Yeah, so he said that and they were going to kill him. I don't know about you, but I've never actually really been in a situation where if I said something, people would just kill me right there. Um, and let's hope that's not tonight, guys. Like, relax. Um, but it was no joke. The Jewish people at the time took it very seriously. And to say that name was not something you could just do lightly. So I want to take a look at this now. So if Jesus equals the truth, right? We just saw that Jesus is also God. So Jesus equals God. And so for those in math class again, shout out to math again tonight. We could use the transitive property to deduce that God is the truth, Right? So one of the biggest aspects of God is that he is the truth. So this is where I find that the Bible has a lot of validity. The Bible straight up tells you to fact check. Uh, in Luke 12, 31, it says this. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So if we look at this here, we see kingdom of God. But if God also equals the truth, we can look at this in a way of saying, this verse is telling us to seek the kingdom of truth. So God wants us to seek truth. He's not asking us to just sit down and not care what's true and what's not. He wants us to search for that. And so the definition of seeking that I found was this. 
One, attempting to find something. And two, an attempt or desire to obtain or achieve something. So seeking's not passive. You gotta do the work. And trust me, I know that is not necessarily easy or fun. Sometimes that's really difficult. And so let's look at that verse again. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Guys, if I'm going to put my trust in a book and bet my entire life on it, you better believe I'm going to assess that thing like nobody's tomorrow. Like, I am going to make sure that it is true. And so I got to see the validity of this thing. I'm not just going to sit there and act like I'm going to get to go to heaven because a book that I don't really know about says so. And that means not shying away from asking really hard questions. Just because there's a chance that your truth could be shattered and you're all of a sudden wrong, it's not a good reason to not search for the truth. And so you see, if, if this Bible was my truth, right, if it was of me, I wouldn't believe in it. I don't trust myself well enough to bet my life on my truth. But if it really is the truth of a God who created me and everything else in this world and loves me, I'm gonna work as hard as I can to put my trust in it. And so I believe that if there was something beyond a reasonable doubt that proved the Bible wrong, I'd have to let it go. Right? I can't just I can't be someone who is seeking the kingdom of God and not being okay with like finding out if I was wrong, I'd have to let it go. That's not really objective. And so the thing about that is I've been asking really tough questions about the Bible for a long time. And so far nothing has swayed my beliefs on it. If anything, it's only gotten more solid. And every time I claim something and every time I challenge the Bible, and I find the truth in it, it just gives me more clarity on the truth every time. And so I was once asked by a really good friend of mine, and this was possibly one of the toughest questions I ever heard. I think I was maybe like my first year of college. And he pulls me aside and he, we were talking about some stuff and he says, okay, are you first and foremost a Christian or are you first and foremost a truth seeker? And I was stumped. I was like, what does that even mean? And I thought about it. And I see what he was getting at. He was saying, like, am I just following the Bible because the Bible says to follow the Bible? Because it's not really a good logical point. Um, or am I actively searching for answers? And what, what am I going to do with those answers? And so my answer was this. I believe that I am a truth seeker that hasn't found any other truth in anything but Jesus Christ. And so I believe, guys, in order to follow Jesus, we've got to be seeking the truth. That's when Jesus guides us and provides us with the things we need like this verse says. If the Bible really is the word of God, and if it is true, shouldn't it be our expectation that it would hold up against falsities? So in 1 John 4, 1, it says this. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Guys, I thought this was so cool because I read it and I was like, oh, that's it. That's the one I'm talking about. It says, test the spirits to see whether they are from God or not. It doesn't say test the spirits unless they are from God. So right here, God is literally giving us permission. Hey, I'm going to send spirits and I'm going to send advice and friends and things to you. I want you to test them to make sure they're of me. 
He's saying fact check everything, guys. Like, it's right here. And so this is a permission that even the, thing God, even the things God sends our way, we have an obligation to put it to the test, seeking the truth and then acknowledging that it's of God. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, it says this, but test everything, everything. Hold fast what is good. Friends, we are allowed to honestly examine the teachings of the Bible because if it claims to be truth, then we better make sure it's true. And so 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 4 says this, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine, which is just a really fancy way of saying like logical information. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. This part I was wrestling with a lot because when I have struggles and things that I'm not able to deal with on my own, I look to God, I look to the Bible, I look to my community. And I realize those same questions I have are the same questions people who don't have Jesus have. And so when I get to run to Jesus, I, I remember that my friends who don't have Jesus don't get to run to the same thing. And so they have the same questions about life that we do. And we get the chance to be a light in their life. They may have nowhere to turn and they could be scared and maybe feel alone, but we can be there. However, when we can't find solid backing in our truth, we as people start to search for truth in the wrong things. We start to search for truth in that guy or girl we're dating, the things we buy, the way we look, the bottom of a bottle, the needles in our arms, the porn we look up. Guys, all of it fails us. It never satisfies in the end. At times it really is difficult holding on to this truth of Jesus. You know, I struggle with that often. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I don't, I don't sit here and just, like, wake up in the morning and go, oh, that's it. I have no questions about Jesus today. Everything's solid. I'm good. No, there's, there's times often where I have questions, guys. This isn't easy. But I love that the Bible gives us permission to wonder and to struggle about these things. God encourages us to be a learner, ask questions, and grow. And so I think one of the things that I've noticed has been really hard for people in holding truth to God is if we say Christianity is right, does that mean we are saying all other religions are wrong? I mean, this is a tough question, guys, because this is a big one. And here's the reality. Whatever truth we claim, anytime we claim a truth, we're also stating that a different viewpoint is wrong. Every time. We can't change that. Using logical teachings of the world, we simply can't believe in two opposing viewpoints. If we think two opposing viewpoints are the truth, we need to assess something because it doesn't add up. I can't have someone say that they believe in birds and someone else say they don't and they're both right. It doesn't work. So if we claim Christianity is the truth, we're also declaring that any other religion isn't the right way. And that's really hard to admit because I have a lot of friends in my life that aren't the same belief set as me. 
And so am I sitting here saying that they're wrong? And in reality, yeah. So if we're gonna say that Christianity is right, we better be doing our homework and making sure it holds up to the test. Because it would be really unfair to tell someone that their belief set is wrong if we don't even do the homework to make sure ours is right. And I'll tell you right now, guys, if you don't have someone questioning your faith right now, when you go to college and the rest of your life, you sure will. And something I struggle with all the time is that feeling of if I share with someone that I think Jesus is the right way, the truth, am I being mean? And that's hard for me. But sometimes I think telling someone that they're incorrect is the absolute kindest thing we can do to them. I mean, think of it this way. If someone you knew was practically drinking themselves to the brink of death weekly, it would be hard to tell them they're wrong. That would hurt. But it might be the best thing you could do for them. And so I like to go to this verse. I'm so glad I got to put this into this message. I love this verse because I think, honestly, I think the church gets it wrong all the time. Uh, but Proverbs 27, 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This one's my favorite because I love like when I'm sitting in a small group or something and I'm like, hey guys, um, I sinned. And they're just like, oh yeah, we knew that. You really need to step that up. You know, iron sharpens iron, bro. And it's like, okay, that's not helpful. Um, but have you guys ever seen like a blacksmith? You guys like seen a blacksmith working? And you ever seen when iron actually is sharpening iron? Sparks fly. I mean, it is an immense amount of heat and he's smacking the hammer and there's immense pressure on every single hit. But every single hit is precise and intentional to make something stronger, right? It's not designed to destroy or berate or weaken iron. It's designed to make it stronger. And so iron sharpening iron is not like a rock sharpening glass. They're the same piece of equipment or item, right? They're material. So they both take the same amount of pain in each hit. So if you're actually sharpening another person, it's gonna hurt you too. But it's important for growth. And so the process of telling truth to someone we love absolutely hurts. And that's okay, it should. And that shouldn't be a, a good enough reason for us to shy away from doing this journey of life with them. But if the Bible's true, then the kindest thing to do to someone is to show them Jesus. So you don't have to make someone feel bad if they don't believe in Jesus. All you gotta do is be there for them, point them to Jesus. That's it. And we can trust the Bible on that. The Bible's been criticized and analyzed for hundreds of years. That's why I truly believe there's no other truth in Jesus. It has faced so many questions and it can handle yours. So if you're struggling with questions in your faith, I'm gonna ask you to do something. Ask those questions to people. Don't be afraid to ask questions and don't stop asking different people until you get some answers. And you know what? You may not always get the perfect answer, but don't be afraid to ask anyway. And this part's important here. If someone says, I don't know, don't write them off for it. Don't be like, oh, come on, you guys are supposed to know you're a pastor or you're a small group leader or you're my friend who's been in church for 15 years. Um, 
Ask them if they'd be willing to join you in finding the answer. And so when we ask the hard questions and we wrestle for hours, days, months, even years, and finally find our answers, it is so satisfying. And every single time I've wrestled with a question that Jesus answers, I learn a little bit more about this miracle of truth. Because the truth that Jesus claims, at times, man, it feels too good to be true. Like someone paid the price for me to go to heaven. And I didn't do anything really other than admit that it happened and put my trust in that. That seems too good to be true. But the more that I see it is true, the more powerful that sacrifice becomes. The truth Jesus claims is way more than we deserve. And so Jesus holds true even against other religions, and I know that's hard to hear, but it makes that reality of who Christ is that much more powerful. And so I wanna go over this again. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came as a baby, died on the cross for our sins, and rose three days later. It's all true. He died for each of us. And guys, I want you to understand this, please. If everything I said tonight you weren't listening to or disagree with, great. That's fine. But hear this. Jesus stepped into this world for you because he loves you, okay? If everything else I said tonight, if you don't care about it, great. But that, I'm gonna say it again. Jesus stepped into this world for you because he loves you. So if you guys haven't asked Jesus into your life, I wanna give you that chance right now. So everyone, everyone in the room, close your eyes. There's only three things we have to pray to ask Jesus in our heart. We only have to say sorry, thank you, and please. So if that's you tonight and you've never received Jesus, pray silently with me and just put your hand up so we can pray with you. God, I'm sorry for the sins in my life and the times where I have disconnected myself from your plan. Thank you for dying on the cross and paying for my sins because you love me. Please enter my life and help me follow you in truth. Amen. Guys, if you prayed that tonight, I just wanna celebrate with you, okay? I'm not gonna ask you to stand up, I'm not gonna do that, but I do wanna challenge you, if that was you tonight, talk to a leader, talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, because this journey's hard alone, okay? It's hard enough with community. So make sure you talk to someone about it tonight. Um, and so um, let's just get ready for small groups tonight. I love you guys, this was so awesome. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you so much, Kyle. You are awesome. Hey, uh, Kyle just gave us a lot to talk about in our life groups. Here's my encouragement. Go deep tonight. Have the conversations. Wrestle with, is Jesus true? Can Jesus be true for you and not for someone else? How do we work that out? This has been great conversation.